0: Hello, brothers and sisters. It is Joe Zenk coming to you on Thursday, May the 7th. Uh, It is early afternoon um, where I am, and I hope that uh, you are well and safe, uh, and uh, no matter where you are, you know that you are held in the arms and the love and the mercy and the goodness of our God, because most certainly you are. Uh, Let's take a look at... um, some more of John's Gospel. Uh, that's what we were going to do today. Yesterday, we were in chapter 12. Uh, we skipped there from being in chapter 10 earlier in the week. Today, we're going to skip to chapter 13. Uh, as you know, uh, John's Gospel, uh, the uh, Last Supper discourse, takes up five chapters from the beginning of chapter 13 all the way through the end of chapter 17. And uh, this is all the night before uh, Jesus is uh, going to be crucified, and uh, we will have just witnessed, if you started, if one started reading chapter 13, uh, they don't hear the Eucharistic narrative. We heard that earlier in John chapter 6 last week. Uh, We hear what Eucharist leads to, which is the washing of the feet. It leads to service uh, to one another. But then Jesus, uh, in John's gospel, goes on to kind of give his last instructions uh, to his disciples and and does so in depth in some of the most beautiful uh, scripture uh, that there is Um, and some of the most beautiful teachings. It's where Jesus gives his uh, single commandment, love one another as I have loved you. But we don't hear that today. Sorry, that that was all just kind of me going off. It is uh, today. If you want to follow along, We are going to look at John chapter 13, verses 16 to 20. So a brief reading today. 16 to 20, John chapter 13. Let's hear the word of God. A reading from the gospel according to John. When Jesus had washed the disciples' feet, he said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, no slave is greater than their master, nor any messenger greater than the one who sent them. If you understand this, blessed are you if you do it. I am not speaking of all of you. I know those whom I have chosen. But so that the scripture might be fulfilled, the one who ate my food has raised his heel against me. From now on, I am telling you before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe that I am. Amen, amen, I say to you, Whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ couple of brief uh, thoughts here. The first is, you know, at the end, again, we see that whoever receives me receives the one who sent me, that unity between Jesus the Christ and, uh, and God the Father, uh, that Trinitarian idea, that communion that they share. But here's something we get a hint at uh, for the first time. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me. That incredible idea—that Jesus is found, and Mother Teresa, you know, embodied this. That that Christ is is found in the uh, in the poor, in the, uh, the we would say the wretched refuse, the uh, in those who are outcast, uh, and not just them. Jesus is found in the church. Jesus is found in whoever it is that we. Um, where we find need. And brothers and sisters, that is, gosh, that's everywhere. And to the degree that we receive the one sent to us in need, however that is, that could be a physical need, most certainly. In the poor, it could be an emotional need. Uh, It can be a a spiritual need, a a mental need, a, a physiological one, whatever that is. Brothers and sisters, when anyone comes to you or I in need, Maybe it's simply a shoulder. Maybe it's a listening ear. Maybe it's a neighbor right now who is going crazy staying inside their house, and they just need on the other side of the fence to see a friendly face. When we receive them, we receive Christ. And when we receive Christ, we receive God the Father. That unity, uh, that communion that continues to flow through us, His church, that the church cannot be separated from Christ in that, in that sense. We continue to be the body because when we receive those in need, they, we receive Christ. I, I mean, it's, it's just something we can meditate upon. Uh, boy, oh boy, for a long, long time. And I don't know that we'll ever uncover that and, and get to the, uh, to the base of that. Um, But Jesus is found in the distressing disguise of the poor, to quote Mother Teresa. It's amazing. The other thing I want to say is this. Um, I was driving home. I know I brought up Molly yesterday. It was her 21st birthday, and we had a wonderful celebration last night. Uh, And uh, we were driving, oh, this had to be about three weeks ago. My dad, whom I am grateful for on many levels, but one of the levels is he he decided willingly to give up his car. My dad's 95. And uh, decided willingly to give up his um, his driving and uh, desired that Molly have that car. And so Molly and I drove across the state and picked that up about three weeks ago. And one of the conversations Molly and I had on the ride back was our, our favorite movies. And... I couldn't tell you, I am sure I could list a number of movies that I love, you know, if I were to say, give me your top 10 movies, but I know these three would be in the top 10 in no particular order, but they are Disney slash Pixar movies that I just love. Uh, One being Moana, one being The Incredibles, uh, and, and the third, the one I want to talk about today, which is The Lion King. All of these I love. For particular reasons, um, but that's another podcast or another episode when I talk about my favorite movies and why I love them. But the reason I love The Lion King, so I will talk about that today, is that idea of remembering who we are. Because I think, brothers and sisters, we forget, and we forget so easily in that story if you don't know the story i urge you to 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 whether it's watch it or or learn about it because i think it's it's mythic i mean it it speaks to all of us we can find ourselves within it but simba is running from uh his past he's running from things uh that he thought he did uh just terribly. That tragedy struck because of decisions he made. He blames himself, and so he's running from it. And he really is carrying with him shame. And my friends, I think the more I I learn and I look inwardly to me, uh, and I don't think I am unusual in this, I think maybe it's just the older we get, gosh, the more we are burdened with shame. Um, Again, I know that's true of me. I I don't want to say that is true of you, but but I know it is of me. And, and we're running from that, and, and, uh, and we can't run. We just can't. And uh, the uh, priestly character, which is wonderful, it's the, the monkey Rafiki in the movie, you know, knocks some sense into him, which is beautiful. And uh, he says, uh, ultimately, I can take you to see your father, which is the tragedy from which Simba is running. And he takes him to a pool, and Simba looks within the pool, and all he sees is his own reflection. And he says, that's, that's not my father, that's just me. And uh, and Simba says, no, look harder. And or Rafiki says that to Simba, look harder. And Simba looks closer and within it sees his father. Uh, and uh, ultimately the, the wonderful saying, and there's, a, there's an interchange between them. Uh, and I won't go into what that is, and what that leads him to, but ultimately the saying that says, remember who you are. And based on that, Simba makes some choices and moves into a new future. Because he can put aside his shame. He can put aside his past, to a degree anyway. Eye and open himself to something new. The reason I bring that up, brothers and sisters, is that simple line in here where Jesus says in the gospel, I know those whom I have chosen. I know those whom I have chosen. My friends, I want you to sit and ponder that the rest of today, that you are chosen. Now, that does not mean you are better than anyone next to you, because the truth is, if anyone is sitting next to you, they too are chosen. Um, Those people we don't care for in our life, They, too, are chosen. Now, we could look at that and say, well, if everybody's chosen, it doesn't mean anything. No. No, it means everything. Because you are known by name. And you are chosen. And you carry the the spark of the divine within you. Not because of something you have done. Now, you may say, Joe, I don't deserve that and I don't care. No, you and I do not deserve it. That is entirely true. We don't. It is a gift from God and not of ourselves, lest we should boast. We do not work out that. We do not work our way to heaven. The church would say that is a heresy. It is a heresy. It is not by our own merits we gain the kingdom. It is a gift and it is grace. And you are the beloved. You know, when Jesus was baptized, which is why, again, I love that Lion King because the imagery of baptism, that is exactly what it is. Watch that movie again. You're going to see it time and again. That image of baptism is there. We are dipped into Christ. When Jesus was baptized, the heavens opened. Read Luke's version. He's praying. So he comes up after the baptism. He's spending time in prayer. And it's in prayer that the heavens are baptized, or that the heavens are opened. And the Spirit comes upon him and says to him, You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Brothers and sisters, you are the beloved son, and you are the beloved daughter. And I am, not by our own merits, but because we are baptized, we are, we are dipped into Christ. And we, by by the grace of God, carry that spark of the divine in us. And we simply must remember that that is who we are, that we are the beloved daughter and son of God. And it's like, you know, that that scripture in James, uh, and I want to say it's James, oh, chapter 23, or excuse me, chapter 1, but, but later in chapter 1, verses in the 20s, 23, 24 in that ballpark where he likens it to, you know, we're like people that look in a mirror and see who we are and then turn away and promptly forget who we are. I think again, brothers and sisters, I said it a week or two ago, gosh, we just have to be people of memory. And what that means is we remember who we are. And today, I just want you to sit with the fact that you are chosen. Remember that. You had to have heard it at some point in your life. Maybe once, maybe twice, maybe a dozen times. Today, whether you hear it or not, remember it. Remember who you are. And let it take some of that shame away maybe from which we run. And let it open for you a new future. Because you too, brothers and sisters, and I, we are chosen by our God. Let's pray. Uh, we are almost through the, the Sorrowful Mysteries. So we are on Thursday, the fourth Sorrowful Mystery today. So let's uh, have a little bit of silence. If there's an intention for which you would like to pray, I invite you to call that to mind at this time. Let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth Sorrowful Mystery, Jesus Carries His Cross. Thank you, my friends, for taking time to uh, share this, uh, this space, this time with us in uh, this prayer. Uh, we ask, I uh, ask, God's blessing upon you the rest of your day, and I look forward to us being back together again tomorrow. God bless.